Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, The Heart of Feedback. Today, Mark and I discuss behaviors for managers to engage in that ensure that they deliver feedback both ethically and professionally. Here we go. So you're, you're telling me earlier about the story of this this manager you were talking to. Oh yeah, and this guy was a high D kind of forceful guy. Oh yeah, and I, I think you told me that he actually described himself as quote unquote a recovering jerk. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah, you know, he said that, but you could get I could get from his demeanor that he was he was much more jerk than he was recovering. But but, <laughs> but on the other hand, he 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 was appreciating the one on ones. He he thought they were making a difference. So, you know, I want to hear about that story. And I think I think there's a lesson to be learned uh, about that story. But before we do that, let's talk about really our outline for this week's show. And then we can get into the, the story itself. Right. We basically have a series of recommendations for all managers, all of us to engage in before we give feedback so that we stay mindful of why we're giving feedback we don't believe the ends justifies the means, and we think if you get off track from the purpose, then it's easy to get off track from the behaviors. And the model was developed f- with the with the end and the means in mind. And the purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior. And there's no words in there about force or or dominance or anything else. So so here's our outline. We've got five points to make. First, we'll start with the story because I think that will inform. Um, some of the rest of the cast. And then we have three questions that we recommend every manager learn to ask themselves, particularly those of you who are prone to these kind of things. Um, and the three questions are question one, am I angry? Question two, do I want to remind or punish? And question three, can I let it go? And last point, after we ask those three questions, if there's a concern, then we recommend you delay or defer, depending upon the situation. And those are these are the things we recommend every manager do before they give feedback to ensure we're on track with the purpose and the mission and really the heart of feedback. Okay. So that said, then let's talk about the story. And if I recall, the story was about this, this manager, kind of quote, unquote, recovering jerk. And you guys were talking about one-on-ones. And he shared that one-on-ones were, he was surprised to see how well it worked. He was getting to know them better. Yeah. They, you know, things clicked. And he even shared, like like many of our listeners do, is that he was stunned that even though he was worried about the time it would take, he seemed to have, even doing one-on-ones, he had more free time than he had before. Yeah. And of course, we're never surprised when we hear that because we know that to be true in the vast majority of cases. Yeah, the, he, he was classic. This manager is classic in the sense that I would have expected him to use the phrase, which he did not. One of my favorite phrases of all time, which is, you're not going to believe it. Right. <laughs> I tried it and it worked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, we don't mind that people are surprised. We think it's it's funny and it's nice. We just want We just want your directs to have a better life. That's what we want. Each of you as a manager touches five, ten people. That's important. You get to do that every day for a long period of time. That's not trivial. I was reading recently a, a, an emotional story about somebody who faced a tragedy. And, 
you know, everybody who comes out of tragedy says, you know, be nice to the people around you. Don't, don't spend the last moments of your life worrying about how you treated people. So anyway, the thing that was interesting was, was what came next, right? I mean, the manager, this guy said to me, he was really struggling giving feedback. And he said, you know, they all just totally recoil in fear every time. And morale is plummeted, you know, one-on-ones build things up and then it just all fell off a cliff with, with feedback and one-on-ones have gotten worse. And so it's a, it's a, it's a disaster. I mean, he was just, he was bummed. What'd you do then? I mean, that, that, that must've been a shock. I mean, we, we yeah, you, you know, and, and this is, I'm not going to claim any brilliance. I just found over and over again that when it comes to interacting with people, with leading and managing people and with interacting with them as a boss or a peer or subordinate, whatever, the devil is in the details. And so I've learned that when people characterize something, when they say, well, I'm doing feedback, I say, well, okay, let me understand more, right? Because words mean things and people get their feelings hurt and and so on. So I said, why don't you walk me through what you're doing when you give feedback? Because if people tell us they're giving feedback, it's amazing the, the, the divergence of what one person says feedback is and someone else does. It's not wrong. People just misunderstand. We haven't figured out the perfect way to describe it to everybody. So people draw their own conclusions, put their personality on top of it, and then it turns out to be something that it wasn't intended to be. So, you know, basically what I found when there are problems, feedback in theory is almost always different from feedback in practice when, when there are problems. So here's an example. I said, you know, hey, would you do that for me? And and he said, sure. And he says, Mark, can I give you some feedback? I said, yep. He says, when you behave like that, let me tell you something. You make me angry really quick. I think to myself, if that happens a couple of times, you're a big problem for me and I'm not happy about it. What are you going to do about this? I mean, this guy's demeanor was pretty direct. I'm I'm a pretty confident guy, but I was like, whoa. The smile he had on his face was... It was almost hungry. It was like, you know, he he, he was smiling because he was enjoying enforcing his role power. I thought I saw meanness. I mean, you know, there was an edge there. It was power. There was intimidation. I don't think he thought he was threatening. He just thought he was using his role power to get people to do what he wanted them to do. But you think he saw threatening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that doesn't sound like feedback we'd suggest. Certainly not feedback any professional would deliver. Right. You and I will both agree that is not feedback. But why? He followed the yeah. model. I mean, right? He, he did. He talked. He asked a question. He talked about when you do that, that. Now, okay, he didn't describe specific behavior. Let's, let's assume that maybe he just, he would have described very specific Yeah, actually, behavior. I'm paraphrasing there, but, but, he, but he actually described specific behavior. Okay. He talked about the results, that it makes him angry. Right. Yeah. So, okay, there, there's a result. And we've said before, when you give feedback, the results, you know, we describe the behavior and then we just describe the results. The results can be how it makes you feel as a manager. Right. So he, he results don't that. have to be behavior, right. And then he asked a question, but what are you going to do about this? Now, maybe yeah. not a question we'd ask, but he asked a question. So, so why is that not effective feedback? Because it violates the purpose of feedback. And the purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior. Probably, this is the first time we ever really talked about this. But you can follow the model precisely and still violate the purpose unless your heart is in the right place. And that's why this cast is called the heart of feedback. Feedback that meets the purpose of feedback, again, which is to encourage effective behavior, must come from a positive place. Not that we're suggesting coming from a positive place is behavior. (laughs) 
it's got to come from emotions of love and not fear and uh, in a place that comes from respect and not intimidation. Now, a lot of other places would say, hey, you need to be respectful and you need to be full of love and you need to be in a positive place. Well, that doesn't track real well in terms of engaging in behavior. People don't, well, what the heck does that mean? This manager would say, what does that mean? And why would I want to be a softie, right? We're not going to do that. We're going to translate it for you. So this cast is about the specific behaviors. Frankly, to tell you the truth, me and other managers that I've coached over the years have learned to engage in to make sure you embrace the heart of feedback so that the things you do, even if they're correct, will also allow you to achieve your purpose. Good. So so I, I've never thought we'd ever get to this topic, but today we're going to talk about the behavior of the heart. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay. So, so, so you had three, three questions that kind of get to the crux of it. So what are they and yeah. how does that Again, help us? Yeah. First, first question, am I angry? You know, if I role play with a person enough times, uh, he or she will, I'll draw a conclusion about whether or not I think they're angry. But look, if you believe you're angry, if you feel anger, if you've got a little bit of energy and a little bit of pent up inside you, don't give feedback. Just don't do it. If you're angry, your direct is going to feel it. If they feel your anger, they're not going to be encouraged. They're not going to be receptive, even if they say they are, by answering yes to step one. And look, even if they are in a receptive mindset, you're not in a delivering mindset. Your directs are not going to be encouraged when they think you're angry. That's fine to say that, but I've been managing a while. I've been doing it for yeah. way longer than I, I care to remember. Yeah. And after a while, I'm not an actor, but you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at it. So when I'm angry, yeah. I just don't act angry. I'm angry yeah. inside, but I don't act angry. And it seems to work out okay. Yeah. It is so funny. Um, Marshall Goldsmith, probably the greatest executive coach ever. Don't know. People don't write emails, okay? Because I didn't say that Peter Drucker was an executive coach. I just said he's the most brilliant management thinker of all time. But Marshall Goldsmith is, Goldsmith is probably the best executive coach of all time. And he wrote a brilliant book um, that I have done poorly in helping him sell more of, which is called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And in it, he talks about, you know, how he was working with somebody who was just a jerk at work. And he says, oh, at home, I'm a puppy dog. And so he called the guy's wife and the guy says, his wife says, no, he's a jerk at home too. Um, <laughs> um, I remember this look, story. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're not Brad Pitt. Okay. And I'm talking about acting skills. Okay. Yeah. The, the other one was pretty obvious, but okay. you're not Meryl Streep. Okay. If you're a female manager, if you're angry, you cannot act your way out of it. We see you coming. We know it. I mean, I intentionally make managers angry at times and then ask them to give me feedback and show them how they can't, they can't hide it. I mean, managers, there are a lot of managers, I would say 30 to 50%, and it may be higher, who literally think their job is acting. And in fact, the removal of the artifice is really when you start releasing your true potential as a manager. If you read, gosh, in the last 20 years, and the last five years, if you read about transparency and openness and compassion and so on, it's not about being angry and then putting a veneer on it. You cannot fool your team. They know when you're angry. Horseman's law. You're not that smart and they're not that dumb. And too many managers, of course, don't even try to hide it. Um, but many of us at times think we're good at hiding it. And in fact, 
they see us coming and we're not that good at it. No, I'm disappointed. I thought maybe I was <laughs> doing better. Apparently yeah. not. Yeah. So look, if, if you're struggling with delivering feedback in terms of less than great responses from your directs, and you're a high energy person, you think of yourself as a high energy person, or you're a perfectionist who gets angry about little things, this is an important question to ask yourself before you give feedback. If you're someone who thinks being a boss gives you a little extra ability to be forceful, it gives you a little platform that you can show your anger in order to encourage people to quickly change, you're wrong. Being a boss is a responsibility and a trust. It's not a platform. You need to read more about servant management and servant leadership before you understand what makes for great, great managers. And we, and we talk about the conference all the time. And if you're angry, for, regardless of what they know about it, but certainly if they know about it, but if you're angry and expressing anger, the feedback is all about you. It's not yes. about them. It's about you and your exercise of power. And the fact is you're torqued and you want your direct to know about it. There's nothing encouraging about that at all. Yeah, it totally violates the purpose of feedback. Yep, exactly right. And as hopefully people can figure out, it won't work. So why bother? Okay, so question one, am I angry? And, and you got to be, you know, be willing to be honest with yourself about whether you're anger, angry yeah. or not. And by the way, it's okay. You know, uh, something else I, I, I say to managers and executives all the time, Mike, and it surprises them. It's okay to be angry at work. Look, if it weren't okay to be angry at work, we'd all be in a heap of pot of trouble. There wouldn't be no work. Right. <laughs> Human beings are destined to get angry. There are some people who are very calm and very relaxed and so on, and they too get angry. Maybe they just have more buttons you have to push. So, so you're not saying don't get anger, angry? No. Look, if you're angry, you're angry. It's okay. How you feel is okay. How you feel is your fault, but it's also okay. Right. But just don't give feedback. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't give feedback and don't express your anger. The reason people get in trouble at work is not because they're angry. It's because they express their anger. Right. I mean, look, what if we had little, little cartoon bubbles over our heads in meetings about all the things we were thinking during the meeting? We'd all have our butts fired so fast our heads would spin. Right. I mean, when I look around at some meetings with people I know and I get to know them really well, watching them for day on day on day, I'm stunned. I mean, you could just see the contempt on their face. So look, it's okay to be angry. It's not okay to express your anger. And you're not that good in hiding it. Good. So now once I've answered that question to myself, what's the, what's the second question? The second question is, do I want to remind or punish? And the punishment probably comes out of anger, although some people say, no, I'm not angry. I just need to punish this person so that he won't do it again. So some people might be surprised by that word, but I've talked to managers who say that they use the word punish with roughly the same kind of connotation that most people would say remind. The reason we have this question is if our purpose is to remind our direct of their mistake, again, we're not in alignment with our purpose. The purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior. Encouragement by definition is the future. If I'm going to encourage effective behavior and I'm, I'm about to remind or punish somebody for something they did in the past that was ineffective, the fact that I'm reminding them of what they did that was ineffective 
has nothing to do with future effective behavior. Unless we just think that they should draw the conclusion that I'm going to punish you in the future and you don't want to be punished, so therefore you shouldn't do it. There's a great story. I don't remember where I, where I read it that tells a story of a high school football coach. It's an apocryphal story. I'm not saying it actually happened, but the classic example of a mistaken behavioral coach and when, and, and sports coaches are a good example of, of people who engage in teaching behaviors. When the football kicker kicks the ball and he misses, he does poorly, he hits it wide right or wide left. The coach who goes up and says, here's what you're doing wrong. The ball is here, but you're putting your foot here. And five or six times he shows the kid what he's doing wrong. The way the brain works, you've just given him five more mental images of wrongness, right? Remind him over and over again of what he did wrong. No. You want to wash that clean. You don't, you don't want him thinking about what he did poorly. You know, any kicker in football or even soccer, any of them tell you, you, you don't, you don't want to think about things that went wrongly. I think the, the famous tightrope walker, uh, wire walker, the Walindas, I think, I think Mrs. Walinda said, my husband, before he fell, he started having dreams of falling. He literally had images of, of failure. If you want to put in your mind, the direct minds, images of failure, it's not encouraging. Even for those of you who think that fear of failure has gotten you far, it doesn't work when someone else is doing that. If you have a different purpose than encouraging effective behavior, if you want to remind or punish, we can't keep you from doing it. We, we really can't. But folks, look, would you mind not calling it feedback? Because it's not. Or if you're going to call it feedback, don't mention to anybody that you got the idea from us. Because our, our model, the manager tools, the professional, ethical, effective feedback model that we believe in is about the future. It's not about the past. And reminding or punishing someone of something they did wrong doesn't work. Right. If they already know about it, what's the point of reminding them about it? Is it simply to, to cause more pain? I mean, they already know. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what it is. What psychologists tell us is a manager who sees somebody do something wrong and then tells them they did something wrong and reminds them of it, it's an assertion of power, which is, of course, all about the manager. It's not about the direct, right? It's, I have the power to punish you, and I'm going to punish you. And maybe it's shame and embarrassment, even worse if it's in front of your front of your peers, right? Okay, there are managers who would say, hey, I learned all my important lessons by being scared of power and being made afraid of potential penalties. Okay, yeah, perhaps you did. And that doesn't make it a professional way to manage other people in an adult uh, workplace. You may think it works. Maybe it worked for you, but it won't work for the vast majority of your directs. And it certainly won't work in the kind of workspace we're going to now and will be even more in in the future in terms of collaborative, in terms of flatter, in terms of global, in terms of talent retention issues and so on. It just won't work. You know, I have a saying, you can take more than you can give, or you can take more than you give, but only for a little while until they run you out of town. You can manage by punishment and reminder for a while, but you won't keep the best people. Frankly, if you can get them to begin with, if they're smart enough to see through you, uh, you won't get them. Sooner or later, you're going to get run out of town if you start reminding and punishing people. The organization can punish, and you will do that by ultimately firing somebody if it's bad enough. And the way to keep from doing that, which is enormously painful, takes way too much time and is incredibly costly, is to encourage people rather than to remind or punish them. Right. And by the way, this comes from Mike and Mark, two high D, forceful, willing to use power in certain situations to be effective. Former military officers and have worked for bosses who were very dominant and very forceful. And we've learned the hard way. We are recovering jerks after a fashion. Well, 
Thank you. No, I am sharing that. You're not. (laughs) Then the third question, which I love this question because it's a question I ask myself. Actually, it's a question you ask of me sometimes, which is, dude, let it go. Can I let it go? Yeah, (laughs) dude, let it go. Yeah, that's the surfer in me. Yeah, this is the third pre-feedback checkup question. And just ask yourself, can you let it go? And and it's going to sound funny because our recommendation is if you can't let it go, we recommend you do let it go. In other words, don't give feedback. You can hold on to it if you want. You can you can get, stay angry, but stay angry in your office away from other people who are going to talk about it. Or, you know, stay angry in your office away from other people whom with whom you might talk to, uh, with whom you might talk about it. We found over and over again that managers who feel an urge to deliver feedback are doing it for the wrong reasons. We don't want to confuse the need for delivering feedback quickly, which is okay, we like quickly, with an urge to do so. The manager who really believes in the purpose of feedback and wants to focus on future behavior isn't in a rush to give feedback. If we're rushing, it's possible we're not in the right place. It's highly likely we're not in the right place that we're not, again, in the heart of feedback. It's likely this delivery is really more about how we feel rather than what's good for the direct. Right. That's exactly what it is, right? It's, it's, it's sharing your emotions with your direct. So it's really a focus on what your emotions are versus a focus on encouraging effective behavior in the future. Yeah. 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 And folks, if you can't pause, then you have way too much energy around this instance to deliver feedback. That's going yeah. to encourage effective behavior in the future. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't let it go, it may be too big to be dealt with in a simple feedback exchange. And if it's that big, we ought to be thinking about it a little bit more and putting our thoughts together more precisely. Anyway, I mean, feedback is supposed to be small. We're supposed to be giving it frequently rather than waiting and then putting a 900-pound gorilla on the desk between us and our directs. So, if, in fact, something happens that's so egregious that you need to take immediate organizational action, well, then that's not feedback. That's you essentially enforcing rules and policies. If you see someone sexually harass someone else, you walk up to them and say, this isn't feedback. Stop now. Come into my office. Because what they did is illegal. Okay? And I think sometimes what managers do is we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait until the problem has been has been, we've sent a message to the direct that what you're doing is okay because you haven't given any feedback. And then we realize, oh my gosh, they're really, they're engaging in behaviors that are really creepy now or not really ineffective now. And I've got to do something. So I better slam hard on the brakes. If you're having to slam hard on the brakes, it's not a time for feedback. And probably the reason you are is because you didn't give feedback before. Right. And again, we're talking about particularly egregious behavior. A, a lot of managers, particularly those prone to anger, think that almost any behavior that is not what they want is is, comes to that level. And that's not true. It's not true. Let's say you ask those three questions and you fail every single one. Yeah. We all acknowledge the need to give feedback sooner rather than later. Well, can can I just change the the, the deposit you're putting in front of me? Um, Sure you can. Yeah. Let's say we ask those three questions and we we fail one of them. Oh, one of them. Okay. Yeah. Even one of them. Okay. Just one. Yeah. So what do we do? Yeah. If we don't pass the checkup, um, well, let's go back. First, let's agree if you do pass, if you ask three questions and, you know, you're not too angry, you're not reminding or punishing, you know, you're, you can let it go. 
then go ahead, give the feedback. But if you don't pass, we recommend you delay or defer. Delay just means hold off a bit, right? Just maybe you get over being angry. You know, I don't know. Go watch funny videos on YouTube and laugh a little bit. Maybe what we do is we realize that in our haste, we were thinking in a little bit of a sloppy way. And we can get back on track and towards the heart of feedback where our purpose is to encourage effective behavior. Maybe it takes 15 minutes. Maybe it takes an hour. And then we realize we probably could let it go. And so, you know, it's okay to delay a couple of hours to have a 15-second conversation. Delay is okay. It's only one piece of feedback and a few hours won't hurt. Now, there are people who are listening right now who says, wait, I thought feedback was supposed to be immediate. Nope. We never said that. Quicker is better, but immediacy too often, managers are telling me, I've got to give feedback immediately, essentially allow the shortness of time to say, if that's the imperative, then my emotions don't matter. It's all about the immediacy. And it's not about the immediacy. If it was about the immediacy, 99% of the managers we know would all have to resign in shame right now because we don't give feedback, we don't give feedback, we don't give feedback. And then at the end of the year, we ding them with a with a low score on their review, and we really don't have any credibility to do that either. So immediacy is not in our model. Quickness is in the model. You know, the sooner you can do it, the better. But don't do it soon if, in fact, you've got to violate the purpose of feedback, the heart of feedback, in order to do it. Now, you, you said one option is delaying. The other one you said is defer, which do you mean to suggest that we, we don't give the feedback at all? Yeah. Yeah, look, suppose we pause We realize a few hours later, we're still not in the heart of feedback, to use the phrase. We're still angry, or we're for some other reason, we're just not where we should be. Fine. Defer completely. Let this instance go completely. Don't get feedback on this instance of behavior. And look, it's okay. It really is. And and, and we've got a nice little reason why. Feedback is about the future, right? Okay. It's not about the past. The past already happened. It's dead and buried. Nothing you can do about it, okay? Suppose we don't give some negative feedback on something, and then for whatever reason, the behaviors we are going to address don't occur again. Seriously, I mean, what's wrong with that, <laughs> right? That's, yeah, uh, that's Apparently, good. they got the feedback through the ether. <laughs> so do we get credit for the kind of magical change that we, we thought about it, and therefore <laughs> yeah, they changed? Yes, you are the ether manager. Absolutely. You're using the ethernet to, to, uh, to give feedback, um, uh, telepathically. I don't care. Who cares? They change your behavior. Apparently they're like a lot of other adults. When they make a stupid mistake and they know that their boss knows about it, they go, Oh, darn. <laughs> I guess I better change that in the future. Right. Works even better if you're a manager who has been giving feedback before. Okay, so I'm, but I'm exceptional. I use the ether and (laughs) I can do things telepathically. So, and probably half our managers are probably magical like that. But what about the other half? And they actually don't magically change their behavior. What then? So you're saying that it comes back, right? They do the same small, silly thing again. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just so annoying. Yeah, gee, (laughs) big deal. Sounds like another chance for feedback. The fact that it happened once before. And now it happened again if it's relatively small. Who cares if you missed it? No offense, but 99% of the managers who are listening to this have missed it a billion times already. Right. I mean, me too. Look, if, if you see it again, it's another opportunity to give feedback. Do the checkup again. 
hopefully the first time you did the checkup and you realized you weren't in the right place made you think, next time this happens, I really need to be in the right place. And so I'm going to do a deep breath or a breathing exercise or, you know, do what Skype does when Skype launches and it says take a deep breath. But if I get angry again, then I, I fail the checkup and I don't give feedback. And so, and look, it's just the way I am is I'm an emotional guy. People mess up. I get angry. And really, that's not my problem. So at some point, I've got to give feedback when I'm angry. It's just yeah, that's the way good. I, I love this. So you get angry, but that's not your problem. Well, that's what I'm told. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Let me just be real clear. If you're a manager who uses this, wants to use a feedback model, whether you've done one-on-ones or not, we would recommend it. And every time you see something, something small, uh, and, and of course, the behavior, does, whatever you're seeing does make a difference in certain situations. Uh, we can't characterize every possible situation. If you're a manager who gets angry every single time, you need to get a different job. Okay? It's okay to be angry, but your anger is causing you to behave in ineffective ways in the workplace. Um, we're glad that you're not expressing your anger, uh, anger although I would say that in, in the situation you're describing, you're asking to allow to express your anger and you're just not allowed to do it. No, wait, th- that's not right. If you're an executive, there are, there are those of us, those of you get out, get away with expressing your anger. In the long run, it doesn't work. Jerks are jerks. And in the long run, jerks get gotten rid of. Oh yes, there are rare exceptions. Uh-huh. Sure. I can find an exception to any rule, but this one is a pretty widespread rule that if you're a jerk, it's going to come back to haunt you. You don't get to express your anger. If you repeatedly get angry at small things, you need to find another job. Peter Drucker even talks about this. The person who, the brilliant executive who cannot be a leader or a manager because he or she can't control their temper. Yeah. Something about emotional maturity, right? It's about emotional maturity. And you cannot be a professional and you cannot be an unethical manager if you're not emotionally mature, period. Okay. I'm going to reform my ways. I'm going to try hard. <laughs> so look, quick, quick summing up then. We shared the story of the manager. There's no way the manager would know that was about him. But more importantly, I, th- this is not the first time that had happened. And then we simply asked three questions. And they are, am I angry? Do I want to remind or punish? Can I let it go? And if you, if you can't answer the right way on those, you, you either delay or defer. And that helps us engage in behaviors that increase the chances that when we do give feedback, we're in the heart of feedback, which is encouraging effective behavior. Cool. A little bit different today, but I enjoyed it. Good. Thanks, partner. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you. Well, that's it, everyone. Hey, before we go, if you haven't checked out Career Tools, our new weekly podcast that's focused completely on helping you with your career, whether you're a manager or an individual contributor, uh, please do so. You'll find it in iTunes in the business podcast section under careers, or you can go to the website, www.managertools.com and find it there. We hope you'll join us. All right, folks, we'll see you all again next week. Have a great one. So long.